Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is the Bible Explained podcast, and my name is Jen. I am the host here, and I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode. And if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to it, I definitely recommend going and listening to it. It has nothing to do with the episode today, but it was just so in-depth for me, and it it took a lot of research. I'm still thinking about it even now. (laughs) So I hope you guys liked it. And I do want to ask you guys, this might sound kind of beggy if I'm being honest, but I I need to talk to you guys about this. I do this podcast for free and it takes a lot of time for me. And I'm going to be honest, I was I was kind of discouraged after doing yesterday's episode. And sometimes I'm like, man, what is the fruit of this podcast? Like where how is it really reaching people? How is it really touching people? But every once in a while I get into this funk where I'm just kind of like, is the amount of work that I'm doing really worth it? But guys, I uh, I just hope that if this podcast means something to you, that you do choose to share it and choose to tell people about it. But guys, let's go ahead and read John chapter 8 today, verses 12 through 30. And I'll be reading uh, the WEB version as I usually do. We're going to talk about how Jesus is the light of the world today. So grab your Bible, your cup of coffee, or your cup of tea, and let's go ahead and read this. John chapter 8, verses 12 through 30. Again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees said, therefore, to him, You testify about yourself. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered them, Even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I come from and where I am going, but you don't know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. It's also written in your law that the testimony of two people is valid. I am one who testifies about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. They said, therefore, to him, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know, neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Jesus spoke these words in the treasury as he taught in the temple. Yet no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. Jesus said, therefore, again to them, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sins. Where I go, you can't come. The Jews therefore said, will he kill himself because he says where I am going, you can't come. He said to them, You are from beneath, and I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore to you that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. They said therefore to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just as what I have been saying to you from the beginning, I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you. However, he who sent me is true, and the things which I heard from him, these I say to the world. They didn't understand that he spoke to them about the Father. Jesus therefore said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing of myself. But as my Father taught me, I say these things. He who sent me is with me. The Father hasn't left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he spoke these things, many believed in him. So Jesus was in the temple once again speaking. And after that whole thing, 
going on with the uh, woman caught in the act of adultery that we talked about last week, Jesus now continues on speaking to the crowds that were around him. So he says, again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them because there's like no break between those two stories. So it kind of just seems like the the incident with the woman caught in the adultery happened. And then Jesus went back to teaching potentially. So he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees say to him, you are testifying about yourself. And that means your testimony is not valid, which is really interesting that they bring this up because Jesus had already talked about that testimony thing. The the chapter prior to this, he actually mentioned that uh, because the law says that the testimony of one witness is not valid. Jesus said that there were two people who was witness, who were witnessing for him, basically. He said that there was John the Baptist who testified and witnessed about Jesus. And then there was also God the Father who testified and witnessed about Jesus. I really find it interesting that Jesus considers God the Father a, a witness, like a person who testifies for somebody. Because we don't often think of God the Father being in that role, or at least I don't. I always think of God the Father kind of like looking down from a distance and sometimes interfering <laughs> when he needs to or sometimes changing things around when he needs to. But I guess I never think of him as being like in an active role as like a witness for somebody. But really, it makes a lot of sense because... It talks about in scripture how God the Father is for us. He is not against us. And he is actively involved in our lives. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like it. Sometimes it kind of feels like God is really far away, especially when things aren't going our way, you know, or especially when we are like going through like a a period of just silence. You know what I mean? It, It sort of feels like God is like far away sometimes and even I've felt like that many times in my life where I'm just like where is God like where is he in this situation but the fact of the matter is God is always around and scripture very clearly says that and even Jesus talks about God the Father being an active witness for Jesus so the Pharisees challenge Jesus about the testimony he, they say, you're testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not valid. So they're basically saying, you know, Jesus, because you're saying that you are the Messiah, that's not valid. Other people have to say it about you. So Jesus says, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true. I know where I came from. I know where I'm going. You don't know where I came from. You don't know where I'm going. So Jesus is saying, I'm not from this world. So I don't hold to the same standards of testimony that you guys do. In other words, Jesus is above the Old Testament law. In fact, he's above every law because he created all the laws. Jesus is God and he can do whatever he wants. And that's kind of what he's expressing here a little bit. So then he says, You guys judge according to the flesh, and I judge no one. Even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. It's also written in your law that the testimony of two people is valid. I testify about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. So he's saying, without even mentioning John the Baptist actually here, that even his own witness is testimony enough. And then on top of that, he also has the father testifying, which is very evident 
by the amount of miracles that Jesus is able to do. We're going to actually talk about that in the next coming weeks about the the tons of miracles that Jesus ends up doing. And the people are just like, how could somebody who is not the Messiah, who is not of God, how could somebody do the amount of miracles that Jesus is doing? And so people are constantly questioning that, like Jesus must come from God because how could anyone else do these miracles? And I think even in the last chapter, there was a, the multitudes were actually saying like, if there was another Messiah, would he be able to do the amount of miracles that Jesus is currently doing? Jesus must be the Messiah. And that is the, the testimony of Jesus. Jesus's own miracles are testimony about him. So now the Pharisees say to him, where is your father? <laughs> so the Pharisees are kind of making fun of Jesus here. We know even based upon scriptural text that people actually thought Jesus was from an illegitimate background. There was many rumors swirling around that Mary, Jesus's mother, was cheating on Joseph. And because of that, Jesus was born out of that cheating situation that Mary had. But I mean, we all know the story of that. Mary was the virgin who was blessed by God. And God, of course, you know, put Jesus inside of her, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, the Pharisees now are making fun of Jesus. They're like, well, where is your father? And probably at this time also, um, this was actually very harsh, what the Pharisees were doing. Not only were they questioning Jesus's background with Jesus's mother, but they were also potentially, you know, poking at a sore spot, or at least they thought they were, because Joseph, Jesus's earthly dad, was most likely dead at this point. Most likely. He, he, most people say that Joseph had already died by this point in time. So, I mean, the Pharisees are kind of poking at what they think is a very sore spot for Jesus. But little did they know that Jesus wasn't talking about his earthly father. He was talking about Yahweh, the heavenly father. So Jesus answers them, you don't know my father. <laughs> oh, boy. The Pharisees, first and foremost, they had no clue what was going on here. And that was like a perfect response for Jesus to have because of the fact that the Pharisees thought that they really knew God the Father. Like they really thought that they had Yahweh God like pinned down. They knew exactly who he was. But Jesus says, you don't know me or my father. Then he says, if you knew me, you would know my father also. So that's kind of the whole thing of we can't truly know God the Father without also knowing Jesus. Jesus actually says that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through Jesus. So we have to understand Jesus. We have to believe in Jesus in order to really understand and know God the Father. You know, Jesus is literally a representation of God the Father, completely. I've actually heard people say that Jesus is the nice God and God the Father is the mean God, <laughs> which is which is so absurdly funny to me because Jesus is literally one with the Father and he shows who God the Father really is. 
And also, Jesus was mentioned in the Old Testament multiple times um, and was very much side by side with God the Father in doling out punishment, but also mercy as well. So, I mean, God the Father and Jesus are one. They're both extremely merciful. But you can't really understand God the Father's mercy without truly understanding Jesus as well. And that's why there's only one path to heaven and that one path is through Jesus, the way, right? Because Jesus calls himself the way. We're going to talk about that actually pretty soon here. So it says here that Jesus was teaching these words in the treasury. I guess that's a section of the temple. But no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. That's what verse 20 says. So Jesus says again to the Pharisees, he says, I am going away and you guys will seek me. You will die in your sins. Where I go, you can't come. So the Jews therefore said, will he kill himself because he says, where I'm going, you can't come. Now, Jews at this time period believed that somebody who committed suicide was going straight to hell. Basically, they did not believe that people who committed suicide could enter into Abraham's bosom, could enter into heaven, I suppose. Rather, they thought that suicide was the ultimate sin, I suppose. So this is another insult because they're basically saying like, oh, is Jesus going to kill himself and he's going to go down to Hades and we can't follow him there. Man, the, the Pharisees really thought they were getting into heaven. They were so arrogant that they're just like, yeah, where he's going, we can't come. You know, he's going to kill himself, go straight to Hades. We can't go there. <laughs> oh, boy. And you know what? That's the thing. Like the, the Pharisees at this time period really believed that they were saved. In fact, I believe all Jewish people believed they were saved just because of their heritage, because their father Abraham, you know, uh, was blessed by God. And God says that he's going to bless Abraham's children. So all Israelites at this time period, and I think even now Orthodox Jewish people believe the same thing, that their heritage is actually what saves them. But Jesus came down to earth to prove that that is not true. It's not your heritage that saves you. It's belief in Jesus that ultimately saves you. So anyway, Jesus answers them because they're like, oh, he's going to kill himself, you know, go to Hades. And he says to them, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are from this world. I am not from this world. I said, therefore, to you that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. That's a really, really, really good verse for understanding uh, the consequences of sin. You will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. You will die in your sins. Dying in your sins means being unsaved. It means having to pay the punishment of your sins instead of having Jesus pay it for you. Because the, the wages of sin is death. And not just like death, like the, the death that we experience here on earth, but it's also a spiritual death. And that spiritual death leads us, obviously, to hell. But Jesus came and paid that spiritual death for us so that we don't have to die that way anymore. That means we're no longer dying in our sins. Jesus took that punishment for us. So even when we do die here on earth, we don't die spiritually. Instead, spiritually, we are saved and we get taken up into life, which is heaven. Anyway, moving forward, Jesus, you know, takes that punishment for us. 
He's trying to explain this to the Pharisees. He's trying to say, like, unless you believe in me, you are going to die in your sins. So they said, therefore, to him, who are you? So Jesus says, just as what I have been saying to you from the beginning, I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you. However, he who sent me is true. And the things which I heard from him, these I say to the world. So the things that Jesus spoke were straight out of God the Father's mouth. This is not the first time Jesus actually said this. This is the second time, I think, that Jesus mentioned that he only speaks what God the Father tells him to. So Jesus heard these things straight from God the Father's mouth and spoke them to the world. That's just really, really powerful. And so the Pharisees didn't understand that Jesus was talking to them about the Father, like Yahweh, Father. They didn't understand that Jesus was saying, like, I'm speaking exactly what God the Father tells me to speak. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I say these things. So that's the third time now Jesus has mentioned that about the Father speaking these things through Jesus. He who sent me is with me. The Father hasn't left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he spoke these things, many people believed in him. So some people understood. But the the Pharisees and the Jews who were self-righteous, who believed that their heritage saved them, they didn't understand. But some people really did grasp on the Jesus's words and many people believed in him because of what he said. They believed that Jesus had come down from God the Father. And because they wanted to have a true relationship with God the Father, they believed in Jesus. So what's cool about this is that these are God the Father's words through Jesus. Jesus spoke these, but what we have in scripture here, the gospel that we have came straight from God the Father. Similarly, actually, to the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, similarly to the law in the Old Testament, where God was speaking all this stuff to Moses so that Moses would write it down and proclaim it to the people. God was doing this exact same thing now through Jesus in the New Testament. God was speaking everything and having Jesus proclaim it similar to Moses. And that actually ties something together for me that I never thought about really, or at least now I have a deeper understanding of it. There's a verse in scripture that I've talked about where it says that God tells Moses that someday in the future, there's going to be a prophet like Moses who will proclaim things to the world. And so, yeah, I mean, that's another way that Jesus and Moses are so similar. It's because they are truly speaking God the Father's words to the entire world both of them together. Moses was penning God's words and Jesus was proclaiming God's words. But all of it was from Yahweh God. The Old Testament and the New Testament both came from God's own lips. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you learned something about God the Father and about the Gospels that we have today. They are from God's lips. So if you liked this episode, please share it. Tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. One way you can continue to spread the word about 
this podcast is by going over to Apple Podcasts and writing a little review and rating it five stars. I'd be very appreciative if you guys all did that. But faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless. <laughs>